welcome back to Gridiron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, Bert Minotti, Brett Colson, Donnie D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuara. Not a great week for the collective in the Las Vegas Super Contest. Each week, we submit five picks against the spread based upon our individual power rankings, and they are in the Super Contest. One and four last week. Really horrible Sunday of football to watch. I feel like I was being tortured for six hours, seven hours, first world problems. And uh, we are now 10 and 10, and even 500, which is just not good enough. If you've been sweating us, you've probably been doing so on FantasySuperContest.com, our sponsor, more about them in a bit, but gentlemen, 10 and 10, off pace from last year. None of us individually were even better than 1 and 4. Can anybody get me excited? Brett, you, is anybody excited about this card that uh, that can get me juiced up and ready to roll? Yeah, I like this week. All right. I like last week too, though, and that didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, we did. Like- we just got to stop taking bad quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, shout out David Baker. No more bad quarterbacks, guys. Yeah. Mo. The problem is there's 25 bad quarterbacks in the NFL, so we're kind of stuck with a few of them. Mo, okay, I'm putting, the best one comes back this week. I'm putting that on you, Mo, because oh God, don't I, even. I, I think I feel like Mo has made the collective sharper as a unit, uh, in particularly DP. So, Mo, uh, I'm blaming you for us taking all these bad quarterbacks. Yes. Let's just take Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees every week and see how we do. <laughs> I, I like that. I don't mind it. It's better we'll be lined than up with every James, James yeah. Winston and all the other clowns, Ryan Fitzpatrick, all that stuff. Some stats for you: uh, one of one and four across the board. Uh, everybody last week. The best of us are ten and ten with the collective. That's Brett and Mo, and then Donnie and myself are nine and eleven. In terms of picking every single game, I am the only person above five hundred for the season. Uh, excuse me, at 500 because we all got last night's game wrong. Uh, 32 and 32. That is the leader of the pack right now. Lone Wolves, another bad week for Lone Wolves. Brett goes one and two. I go 0 and one. Mo notches out a two and one victory, but is still two and five for the season. We are 10 and 16 as a collective on Lone Wolves, and due to our one and five performance. In consensus picks last week, 10 and 12 consensus picks for the season. Home dogs continue to perform well. Uh, We were 0 3 (laughs) with our home dogs, unfortunately, uh, but there were two home dog winners. Other than that, 13 and 6 on the season. Jags not. What was our consensus record last year? Our consensus record last year. It was really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was strong, I think. Somebody filibuster while I find it. Donnie, sing the San Diego song. I can't sing the San Diego song. I, I cannot stand the damn Chargers. I, just, I have that in my head, and I can't get it out of there. Yeah, before the, uh, I thought the Chargers were your second favorite team based no, on they're the last few weeks. Good, good filibuster. He loves the Chargers now. Good filibuster. I do blame Mo, though, like Rich said, for, for making me a bit more sharper. We need to... You know, dull the edges here and just go back to being a square city. Yeah, we need some square in the formula. There needs to be just a dash of it. You know, so you don't want to 
put too much salt or sugar into some of the recipes you're working with, but you need to dash a little uh, exotic. When yeah, you, I think a dash is them. fair. All right, so our consensus picks last year were eh, meh. 37 and 35. But I will say that at well, the yeah. at the end Start of the it, Yeah. At the end of the season we were just kind of You got to take out the last 3 weeks, I think, 4 so, weeks something like four that. Weeks, last yeah. 5 weeks throwing, probably. Throwing crack at the wall. So let's well, take let's not, let's not just, you know, tilt the stats too much in our favor, Mo. So let's take out the last 4 weeks of the season and see if XL can be friendly to me. Man, this is there's nothing better on radio than somebody uh, doing sums in Excel. Uh, well, a good host would have prepared this ahead of time, but you're not a good host, so wait. I'm confused. We got to make do. I, I, I'm. I would have prepared ahead of time for you to ask me the question of what our consensus record was from last. I, I was going to see you the future. Know that I was going to. You should. You should I a should. know it, and b you should have a wide variety of stats available at all times at the click of a button. We were thirty and twenty-one as a collective. In consensus picks. Yeah, we used to be able to click the right buttons. Before the last four weeks of the season. Uh, A bit more housekeeping before we get to our number one picks for the week. We gave some more tickets away last week, including the homie Piper Got Paid, who continues to fire Raiders right in my face, waving the black and silver flag. Congratulations, Piper Got Paid, on his third ticket his his or her i believe he's a her uh hey uh screwed that one up third ticket of the season and speaking of the contest all you guys have to do is submit one pick against the super contest spread each week if you get it right you get a ticket if you get a ticket you will be in a raffle for a bunch of prizes of which you can read about on gridirongamble.com and we just had a new set of prizes added by Pat Haggerty, author of Good Teams Win, Great Teams Cover, An Underdog's Tale of Life, Gambling, and Sharp Sports Betting. DP, how did you link up with Pat? And tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, Totally by chance and by using the power of Google. I was just, uh, I felt like we needed to give some more prizes. I am always, you know, I I, I like to go above and beyond in terms of giving. and I want to give back to to the fans that love the show. So on top of the prizes that we talked about last week that Rich said you can you can uh, read about on gridirongamble.com, um, I wanted to see if we could find some some cool books to give away. And, you know, I had never even thought to look into, you know, sports gambling books. Um, so I just wanted to see if there was anything cool out there. I was searching around on Amazon a bit, and I came across Good Teams Win, Great Teams Cover by Pat Haggerty. Um, I ended up... Uh, just Googling his name, finding his website. I got an email. I linked up with him. I asked him if he wanted to donate some books to the cause. Uh, he said, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to have some books. Uh, I believe we're going to be giving away between four and five of them. Um, once I get the shipment over to me, I'll know more on the numbers. And uh, we'll be at, we'll, I think we're going to run, we'll include one in the grand prize. And then we can run some like kind of like side giveaways for people. Um, Pat's also going to throw in some t-shirts. Uh, he has a website, Fishy5 dot com that you guys can check out and uh the t-shirts coincide with the website and uh we'll be giving those away too but the book is it's just a collection of sports betting advice uh that could help you make a uh, stronger sports better um it's through some personal uh experiences that that uh pat has been over 20 situational opportunities um where the better can gain an advantage over over the house and uh i don't know if you guys know this but we all like to gain advantages over the house especially me the professional roulette player 
Um, so yeah, so it's good. It's candid. Uh, he gives a, you know, he calls himself the luckiest gambler in the world, um, which is funny, which I think that I'm the luckiest gambler in the world. So once I, you know, fully read the book, uh, maybe I'll have to challenge Pat to that, but, but yeah, you guys can follow Pat at, uh, at fishy underscore five, five is spelled out F I V E on Twitter and also at fishy five.com. We'll be talking a bit about his book. Um, I think I'm going to do a little book review over on gridirongamble.com when I get through it. And uh, yeah, check it out. You can get it on Amazon.com or you can just hang around here and try and win it uh, throughout the season. What I like reading the reviews on Amazon is it seems like this book isn't just somebody touting teams or just strategy. It seems like Pat has done, and I read some of the, the foreword which is available, it seems like he's telling a story. And like you said, real life experiences, some funny stories, crazy things that have happened in his life. And putting that up against some strategy as well. So it's not just a heavy strategy book where you're sitting down to look at certain trends that you have to abide by. It's more of a, a, a story. And uh, I'm excited to get my hands on a copy as well. Yeah, I did I did come across some books like that through my search. And I was like, nah, that's not kind of what I'm looking for here. You know, I want just just a book that even if you're not, you know, going out every weekend and trying to bet sports, you know, through your local bookie or local casino or whatever, you can still sit down and read and enjoy. All right. Let's get to our picks. Let's, let's tout some real winners. (laughs) Speaking of touting the collective strong as ever this week, it's very interesting theme. Uh, We have six consensus picks. And after that, we have a bunch of picks where three members are on one side with medium strength, medium to low strength, and then the lone wolf is either in the middle of the pack or, in one case, in the top five. So we're very heavy and agreeing on a good portion of the slate, nearly half of the slate, and then the other half is just an absolute chaotic mess. So hopefully the half we agree on is strong. And let's get right into it. I do not have this team as my number one pick, but Donnie does, Brett does, and Mo does. Yes. You did one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Now, I don't understand the Cowboys plus one at home against the Bengals. That is the most perplexing line for me this week. I capped it close to a field goal, uh, Cowboys being favored by a field goal at home. And I too had the Cowboys very high in my initial rankings. And then I started reading some smart people and listening to some smart people, and they said they're getting two-way action on the Bengals, both sharp and public action. The public certainly is on Cincinnati right now at a very heavy 65% clip. The Bengals are a pretty complete team coming off 10 days rest. Brett, I'm the lowest on the Cowboys. I have them in my lower tier. I just got, I don't know, I got i got shaken up on this one. Tell me why I should be higher and with the collective. This is getting on the card. Tell me why you're high and I should be higher on the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just amazed by what's going on in Dallas right now. This is an offense without Des Bryant, without Tony Romo. Still ranks third in football and offense DVOA. That's with a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back, 
a 50-year-old tight end and a group of wideouts that you'd normally find on a practice squad. And it all starts up front. We're truly seeing how good this offensive line is. They're number one in the NFL in run blocking. And it's scary because Zeke just keeps getting better each game. And the best part is this offense keeps their bad defense off the field. They control the time of possession, 35 minutes per game. They have the ball. The best in the league last year was 32 minutes. I just love the way this team is playing. Uh, Dak has been great, way better than I thought he'd be. He's managing games to perfection. I I think this team is just as good, if not better, than the Bengals, and I don't understand why they're home dogs here. I capped this at Cowboys minus two, and that's why it's my number one play. DP, Dalton plus Marvin Lewis equals... Horror show. Absolute (laughs) horror show. The Bungles are the Bungles. I just can't, can't get behind them. I mean... I'm just gonna. I, I agree with everything Brett said. Uh, instead of regurgitating all that stuff, let me just uh, drop some stats. So the public are 65% on the Bengals, um, which means that the public are 65% on a road favorite. Uh, road favorites are seven and 14 against the spread in the Super Contest this year, which is pretty bad. 33.3% for those of you that can't do math. The Cowboys in the Super Contest are four and zero against the spread. The Bengals one and three. I like my odds there too. Uh, I mean, I, I'm. It's it takes a lot for me to be able to put the Bengals up uh, at the top of my, or sorry, the Cowboys up at the top of my card because I've historically been burned by Dallas, um, no matter what side I'm on. Uh, but I can't pass this up here. I do not believe in the Bengals. I don't care that Cincinnati had 10 days to play. You could give Marvin Lewis 30, 40, 50 days to play, and they'd still stink. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm you know, I'm not exactly touting Jason Garrett as Bill Belichick over here, but I think he's a bit better than Marvin Lewis. I love what Dallas is doing, um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, and their defense isn't horrible. I mean, if they can just be smart and contain A.J. Green, you know, taking the top off the defense, then, you know, Bengal, or sorry, Cowboys, I got to stop doing that. Uh, Cowboys win this game, and, you know, it's fairly easy, I think. Am I crazy to think this is the best offense in the NFL? Yes. Yes, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> if it helps to get on the card, then let's go. They're the, the best offense at scoring and moving the ball. They're the best at situational offense. I would like to see yeah. them in a game where they have to score consistently in order to tout them as the best offense in the league. And when, when they do so, when they're put in a poor situation, the only time they have been so far was against San Francisco, but they, they got through it, so you can't really ding them for the schedule they've played but i don't i don't think that they could go throw for throw with a team like some other offenses could uh but they control they possess the ball no that's what i mean they they're really good at what their strategy is and their situational offense they're they've perfected that actually over the last couple of years leading to this this apex where a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back can just step into their roles and and perform dominantly uh mo do you have anything to add to donnie and brett uh, not too much, but both of these teams are massively flawed on offense. Uh, Dallas, I don't see a way for them to get yards in bigger than 10-yard chunks without Dez. And, um, 10 yards is a first down. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, Dak just keeps moving the chain somehow, so it's it's working for them. And I just don't know if that's going to be sustainable against some tougher defenses. And the Bengals have been a pretty solid defense so far. Uh, that said, 
Andy Dalton really misses his other wide receivers. Uh, they just do. They just have nothing going besides throwing to AJ Green right now. And um, as bad as Dallas has been against the pass, I think that when you can game plan for one guy, it's it's you know it's going to be hard for that team to really do much. And yeah, I, I same as Brett. I capped this at Cowboys minus two. I don't understand them being home underdogs here against what looks like a very mediocre Cincinnati team. I, I'm I'm worried about this game. I think the Bengals' defense is legit, and the problem is that they're the strongest where the Cowboys want to be the strongest on offense. I mean, Geno Atkins is the best interior defender in the league. Him and Aaron Donalds, 1-2, 1-A, 1-A-B. Uh, Vontez Perfect back and fully healthy because he didn't play in the first three weeks of the season. Uh, Carlos Dunlap and company up the middle. So I think that where the Cowboys want to win, they're going to have a real problem against the Cincinnati defense coming off of 10 days rest. And another aspect that scares me is this game's going to close at like Cincy minus three. Um, it's going to steam in that direction because like I said, both the public and the sharp action in Vegas right now are on the Bengals. So I don't think we're going to get any value in the number that we have. And I think the Bengals' defense off 10 days rest is something to fear. So I'm, I'm a, a bit concerned. But I think, uh, I think your confidence, gentlemen, is really all I need. Good. We're on the right side. We are on the right side. Just, Anytime we're not on the Bungle side, we're on the right side. This stupid friggin' team. The only other game we're going to talk about in this section of the podcast is Donnie's second pick, Brett's second pick, and Moe's second pick, because it's my first pick. It's the clown line of the century. We say it every time, and somehow it always involves the Cleveland Browns. Brown's getting 10.5 points at home against Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's Brady's return, which means everybody is on the golden boy. This is incredible to me. 87% of the public are lining up on top of one another to bet a road team giving double digits. If you blindly bet home teams getting double digits since the merger, you would win at a 64% clip. If you bet home teams getting double digits in the last 10 years, where I think it's fair to say that there's been more parity than ever, that goes up to 67%. 67% blind winners on home teams getting double digits. I don't have much to add um, other than the fact that I can't not take a home team getting double digits uh, I mean, anecdotally, I don't think Tom Brady or any quarterback can step off of a Italian vacation into a huddle and just perform at 100% right away. There's going to be some sort of rust. Of course, for Tom Brady, that rust might not be as high as your replacement level quarterback, but I don't think he's just going to step in and be Johnny Unitas. Slow start. Bengals keep it somewhat competitive and hopefully cover. He's 39. That would it's be the brown. Be. Yeah, you said Bengals, well, but it's okay. They they do wear orange. Same <laughs> shitty team from Cleveland, from Ohio. It's the same, same thing. Yeah, he is old, Brett. It's not like... 
<laughs> he hasn't played a football game in nine months. Wasn't even with the team for the first month of the season. Can't throw the ball he's more than gonna, 20 yards. Yeah, just, just 10 and a half is way too many points here. Edelman pops up on the injury report with a foot injury yesterday. Not a real receiver, Julian Edelman. This well, team is not very scary without Gronk. Yeah, that is, is Gronk well. going to play football? I assume since he's on my fantasy team, he won't be. <laughs> so I have a feeling something's much. I have a feeling something much more serious, or or his injuries are just much more serious than the Patriots are letting on uh, with Gronk. So yeah, I'm not totally bought into the fact that he'll play. And Mar- Martellus Bennett looks like he's, you know, been able to fill in quite well. So Gronk was on the field for 22 plays last week and only ran 13 pass routes. Yeah. Well, a lot of the problem is their offensive line too. They need people that can stay in there to block to help. Yeah. But they would much rather, especially when they're trailing the entire game, they would much rather have Gronk going over the middle and trying to move the chains and move the ball than blocking for something LeGarrette blunt. Yeah, but I, you know, I think well, I think last week was kind of a throwaway. I think they threw it away in a sense um, with the game plan. Uh, but what are you going to do? It was a stupid game plan. They should never do it again. And you know, burn the tape. Bill Belichick, ten days to prepare, and we get that. The one time we're on the Patriots. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. Well, Love the it. Browns, the Browns have been scrapping. The Browns have been no, scrapping. The scrap. And I, my, for me, I don't even care if Brady and the Patriots offense put up 50 because I think the Browns can put up 40 on the Patriots' horrible defense that you know a lot of people, myself included, thought was going to be really good. But it turns out that when it, you know when push comes to shove, this Patriots defense isn't that good, and I feel like they're just always masked by the fact that you know Brady and the offense goes out there and wins them games handedly, and then they say, "Oh yeah, we did we did good defensively." But no, you didn't do good defensively. Like even last week, Johnny. for example. What? If the Patriots score fifty, we're not covering, man. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, this Browns is aren't score What do you mean? This could be I'm like scared. the the Bills game last year. What was that? You know, that game was like forty four to thirty eight or whatever the hell it was. Remember that we one? Did, we didn't cover that one. Yeah. I lost whatever. pizzas there. We did not cover. <laughs> It wasn't ten and a half, was it? Come on, ten and a half is absurd. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared of this. I mean, I'm, I'll say that, but I'm I not, this has to be the right side. I'm so not. Brady's so average. Get out of here. How are there almost ninety percent of people on the Patriots? That is the most insane thing to me. Because it's Brady. Brady, who? What is? What percentage of Brady is Garoppolo? 85 percent at this point. 80%? The narratives, though, bro. People are piling yeah, you know, on eighty to eighty-five percent. Brady's average. We're fine. Oh my God, get the hell out of here! We're Patriots defense sucks. That's the problem. All right, so we know that the Browns and the Cowboys are on the card. I'm going to keep the rest in my pocket, and we'll go to the Lone Wolves right now. But before we do, if you're looking for the best way to sweat the world's greatest sports betting contest, head over to Fantasy Super Contest. Dot com fantasy super contest.com tracks every pick offers real-time standings on Sunday and even allows non-participants to pick games and test themselves against the spread if you want to follow the collective this season be sure to head over to fantasy super contest.com the premium stats are only two dollars a week that's half of a cup of coffee at Starbucks fantasy super contest.com 
com. Let's get to our Lone Wolves, which I think I got right this week. It is a tradition unlike any other, but I think I've got them all correct. Let's see. We each got one this week. There have been a couple weeks where one person was on the bench during this segment, but Donnie and Brett both have one. Mo and I both have two. I'm going to turn to Brett first because it's the homer pick of the week. Brett is the only one uh-huh. on the Bills. Bills plus two against the Rams, and he has it right outside his top five. I'm going to the Good game. Good God. What I'm, the hell? I'm going to the game. What makes you think we just, that Buffalo is going to We be... just spanked your weak-ass Patriots team, Woo! and you're saying, what the hell? Woo! Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Don't even get me started on that. Spanked on the yeah, road, yeah. too. In Gillette. Yeah. I just walked into Spank, Gillette past those. Spanked on the road. Any competent football team would have put up 40 with the performance that the Patriots did, and you guys could only muster 16 because you suck, and you beat Jacoby Brissett. Cool. Got awesome. The, got the W. Call me in January when you're in the Bahamas <laughs> on the golf course. Take take the L. Just take the L. I'm taking the L, but he brought it up. I can't wait till the, these teams play again. <laughs> Uh, oh, we're going to lose by 50. Just put all the money you guys have on the Patriots. <laughs> I don't care what the line is. Bills were talking shit, getting in their faces. Uh, no, you know, Patriots didn't give a shit. Man, this is going to be brutal what they do to the Bills. Well, let's look at uh, week five. Why do, you, why do you like the Bills so much over the Rams, Brett? Uh, because Buffalo is better, way better. They just beat two good football teams handily. The Rams are running hotter than any other team in football right now. They rank 24th in team efficiency, according to Football Outsiders. The Bills are 10th. Talent-wise, this might be a top-five defense in Buffalo. And Rex finally starting to maximize that talent with schemes that he didn't use last year. And guess what? The Bills get their best player on the team back this week. Marcel Darius back from suspension. Good luck, Case Keenum. The Bills are going to fucking roll this game. Woo! Fire takes. I'm probably going by three. But I'm feeling good. Yeah, that is. Yeah, Bill's roll is sixteen nothing. Like <laughs> two scores. That is the absolute max that we can roll a team by. The, yes. the The reason that I am on the Rams and looking across the board, I'm the highest. Uh, no, both Mo and I have them uh, as an eight out of thirteen, which means they are right outside our top fives. More in the middle of the pack this week with only. Three, 13 games on the slate, though. The, the, I just think that the, the number's good, obviously, short of a field goal. And the Bills, like you said, are coming off two big wins, one of them on the road against the Patriots. And I just think it's, it's a natural dip for me. But the same can be said for the Rams, who have won two consecutive games, one, uh, one on the road over there in, uh, both on the road, excuse me, uh, first in Tampa, um, and then last week escapes me momentarily. Uh, that is a plus hosting, but it's just two teams that mirror one another bills. Yeah, definitely have a bit more talent. Uh, but anything short of a field goal here, I'm taking LA Mo. You also had them at an eight. What are your thoughts here? Uh, same thing. I kind of see a letdown spot here coming off that big win, uh, against, Big road win against hated rival and uh, going cross country here. I don't love the spot for the Bills, but the Rams confuse me. Uh, They seem like they should be a lot worse than they've been. 
so I don't really think I have a very good read on this team. Um, whenever I watch them, what I see is a team that somehow passes the ball with players that I don't think should ever be able to pass the ball in the NFL, like Case Keenum and Brian Quick. And I don't know how long that can keep up. But that said, uh, the Bills were really poor the first two weeks, and uh, I don't have any confidence in that team either. Rams with the road win against the Cardinals. Apologies for that escaping me momentarily. Uh, Donnie, anything to add about our L.A. Rams? I mean, I don't think that the Bills beat the two teams of the last week. I think those two teams played some really, really, really bad games and gave them the games. But I think Rex, he historically does this shit all the time. When his back is against the wall, when his job is on the line, Rex gets his teams in order and he wins big games. He had to win against the Cardinals. He had to win against the Patriots. And now he's just going to sit back in his fucking lounge chair like the fat ass that he is. And he's just going to kick it in L.A. He's not going to care. And Jeff Fisher and that Rams defense are going to destroy them. He's not going to care. (laughs) <laughs> no, he does this shit all the time. He's going to be lollygagging around. And he's going to be doing some stupid shit in the media and whatever and this and that. And then, okay, next thing you know, the Rams are going to win 30 to 14. And we're all going to be talking about, are the Rams the real deal? Hashtag narratives. I don't I know. Think, I, I can't, think there's can't. A, a huge, like, it's like a ticking time bomb for the Bills offense. I mean, at some point you need an NFL wide receiver and what about the Rams though? All these arguments, all these arguments go for the Rams too. their, their wins were against a Bucks team, which is bottom five, bottom three and a Cardinals team that was playing about as bad as possible and then lost their quarterback. Yeah. But both those wins were on the road. They beat Seattle at home. Yeah, but they always beat Seattle at home. I'm just saying they beat Robert Woods is their WR one. I mean, Kenny Britt, (laughs) <laughs> like, Kenny Britt even playing this week? Kenny Britt went to Rutgers. If you went to Rutgers, you immediately cannot be a number one skill position receiver uh, player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I guess both of these teams' best wide receivers are their running backs. And but... if and if you are, you're probably going to assault your girlfriend in an elevator. That happened. Shout out, shout out, Ray Rice. <laughs> that, that happened. Escalated quickly. I was gonna let it sit there for a bit. Let it marinate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Ray Rice. Um, Sorry, guys. I guess uh, I guess the Rams aren't getting on the card. I wanted them on the card too because I'm going to be at the game. I know you did. Oh, you selfish. guys have vetoes. Use them. There's a speaking of vetoes. There's a pizza place where I grew up called Vitos. Obviously, with the V I T O S. Excellent pizza. Mo, I'm going to turn to you next for your two lone wolf selections. The one you have in the middle of the pack, the Broncos minus five and a half over the Falcons. Um, are the Falcons good? I've got the Falcons in the middle of the pack. They just seem like the right side. I don't know. Brett's got them a little bit lower. Donnie's got them in his top five, so we'll circle back to him. But Mo, uh, I, I think the points are obvious but uh, make them for us why you like the Broncos laying five and a half. I, this line seemed short to me. I'll be honest. I actually capped this. If you can believe this one uh, at minus six and a half, I believe. 
but then I look at Pinnacle, and Pinnacle is at four and a half. So that totally that totally shit on my enthusiasm for the Broncos. <laughs> uh, they probably would have been in my top five. Uh, I'm a, just, I mean, I feel like the market is just every week underrating this team. Nobody, no teams get underrated more than great defense, bad quarterback teams. And this is a great defense, mediocre quarterback team. I mean, Simeon has played okay when I've watched. Like, he looks okay. And then now we got something Paxton Lynch coming in. Um, the Falcons have played well, but I still think this defense is atrocious. And outside of the Dome, man, I mean, is there any team better equipped to stop Julio Jones and the Broncos? Let's, uh, let's pump the brakes on the Broncos getting no support. They were just 80% road favorites last week yeah but the market is underrating them that yeah they cover every week yeah 56 percent on the broncos right now yeah but the falcons could be really good so i don't know how this line could be closer to a touchdown i mean all the falcons have done is gone out and win and win three and one. Matt Ryan versus these corners. Yeah, I, I get Picks what are coming. I get what you're at saying. At least one. But hasn't Matt Ryan been hella efficient this year? No, no. Watch him play. He still sucks. <laughs> yeah, but hmm. the, like like Brett said, twenty five quarterbacks in the league suck. So that doesn't matter to me. Eleven touchdowns, two interceptions so far. I think the emergence of both backs giving him some sort of short option uh, has really helped him not try to force the issue. Um, I don't know. I think that I think the jury's still out on the Falcons. They could, they could easily be uh, an NFC title contender, but on the same flip of the coin, they could also just be the same old Falcons. I, I, I do not know yet. Uh, Brett, uh, Donnie, you're high on Atlanta. You have them in your top five. Why do you like taking the points here? I think this Falcons offense does have what it takes to to be able to to put up points against the the Denver defense, and I'm you know I'm not saying they're going to go out there and put up 40 points, but I think they're going to put up enough points to be able to stay within five of the Denver Broncos, and I could even see, you know, if we get a garbage time cover in this, then fine. But I you know I just don't see the Broncos as five and a half point favorites, and I love the fact that the line has moved back a point. Um, in favor of the Falcons here. I just, I just don't see it. If, if this game gets out of hand and you know, you've seen games get out of hand, you know, time and time again in the NFL, I don't think that the Broncos have what it takes on offense or if the Falcons get out to an early lead, I don't think the Broncos have what it takes on offense um, mainly because they're two quarterbacks to play in a high scoring game. Um, So if it's going to be lower scoring, I'm taking the points. And if it's going to be high scoring, I'm taking the Falcons and I like my side. Anything to add, Brett? Yeah, I wanted to like Denver this week, but there's just something weird about this Falcons team. You I don't always want to like Denver. <laughs> I do. You go, I, I, look, I love you that. You're just like, well, who's Denver playing and how can I take them? That's what you think every time. Usually, yes, but this week is, I just, I don't know. I got that weird feeling like the Falcons are going to cover here, probably lose by a field goal. Well, you're the Denver whisperer, as Rich used to be the Eagles whisperer. Yeah, no longer the Eagles whisperer. Mo. 
your other lone wolf pick. I mean, what the hell are you doing? All you do is come on here and bash not just the Ravens, but the entire city of Baltimore. I believe is it's uh, Baltimore might be a municipality. I might, I want to get that correct. Uh, I'm well, sure Baltimore you, sucks. I'm, Who cares? I'm sure you hate the wire. Uh, you probably have some some deep rooted hatred at National Harbor, just the entire Mid Atlantic. And then here you are, Mo. Not only selecting the Ravens as four point favorites at home, but putting them in your top five. Explain yourself. Wow, you guys don't love the Ravens here. What no. planet are you on, Mo? In your top five? Oh my God! I'm booking pizzas all day on this one. Please explain yourself. Washington is awful. This team is so bad. I I think. I mean, they just suck. To take a page out of Donnie's analysis book. Um, <laughs> I keep it easy for people. This Ravens defense is pretty good. Uh, so far, they have been on per football outsiders. They're fourth in the league on. And, man, Kirk Cousins against any defense with a pulse, I'm always taking the other side. This guy is a turnover machine against anybody decent. He is going to be giving it away. Uh, The Ravens can do enough on offense, especially against this atrocious Washington run defense. I mean, just hand the ball off against these guys, and you're gold. I mean, wow. I, I think the the Ravens should be like almost minus seven here uh, at the, home. I think they are quite a bit better than Washington. I'm really surprised this line is as short as it is, and I'm I will be for sure betting the Ravens here. I don't get it. I I think both. I think you're insane. Mo. Uh, it's Kirk Cousins against a defense with a pulse, guys. Yeah, and yeah Kirk Cousins, who has who is head, heading the offense with the third best yards per play in the league this year. They've played their offense isn't the problem for Washington. It's the defense. And the Ravens haven't done shit all year. They've beaten shitty teams. They look horrible when they actually play if you watch them. And the Ravens, the one thing that they need to do, just like you said, Mo, is just run the ball against the soft middle of this Washington team. And it's the one thing the Ravens refuse to do effectively is run the ball. They just don't do it, and they don't do it well. No, but if you think this Washington offense is good because they've gotten some decent yards per play numbers against the absolute bottom of the barrel of the league, you are out of your mind. Kirk Cousins is everything Dak isn't. He's going to give the ball away. He's going to make absolutely head-scratching throws. This, this is an implosion waiting to happen on the road. We we sound indignant, but uh, nobody has... On the road. They play in the same state. <laughs> yeah, a... They literally drive down the highway, and they're playing the, the other team. <laughs> they could probably walk to the game. You're we, acting we... like they're going to London. We sound indignant. All the people. We we sound all of the pizza. We sound indignant, but nobody has the Redskins higher uh, than a three out of thirteen. I just I understand in a vacuum why you would like the Ravens, but I don't understand over our 
five, four week sample now why you would support the Ravens. It doesn't make sense to me. I haven't supported the Ravens at all, but this is a good spot. This is And last week wasn't? People West Coast going east, one PM that that horrible they defense were against for, a better football team. I don't know, man. I think the the of all the sides, Raiders offense, Raiders defense, Washington offense, Washington defense, out of all those four, I think Raiders defense is the worst among those four. They are way better than they've played. Cousins and Flacco have thrown the same amount of interceptions. I was going to say, Flacco's just as bad just, right now. <laughs> as just saying. They, they throw the ball too much and too inefficiently, and they don't run the ball enough. And their running back is something Terrence West now, because Justin Forsett retired, just left, just stopped playing football. But I don't think that bodes well. I don't think he did that voluntarily. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm confused by it. Uh, not as confused as myself. I'm just confused on my own uh, because I am a lone wolf on two picks that are super square. Uh, one, you could see it coming from a mile away. I'm laying the seven with the Steelers. I have this as my four out of 13, so it's a lower tier pick, but I have absolutely no faith in gang green on the road. Uh, absolutely horrific offensive performance last week. I think we're going to see some negative game script again for the Fitz powder keg, which is when he performs the worst <laughs> defensively football outsiders has the jets as the 28th defense in the league. Number 22, uh, excuse me, number 31 against the pass. So pretty much the worst pass defense in the league and the Steelers, as they showed on Sunday night, are willing to just go five wide at all times. They were putting Le'Veon Bell in the slot and D'Angelo Williams in the backfield. So I can tell you with absolute certainty that the Jets don't have a single person or team or group of members uh, that can cover somebody like Le'Veon Bell in space. Uh, just a total nightmare on defense. Calvin Pryor looks completely lost, doesn't know how to play coverage. He's great in the box, and the Jets are great against the run. They're top 10 right now, uh, but the Steelers aren't going to line it up even when they have the lead and run the ball and salt the game away. They're just going to step on your throat, and I don't think the Jets can stop that defensively, and on offense, that's when they perform their worst is when they're in negative game script. So I think this is a total roll show for the Steelers. And none of you, uh, save for Brett, have the Jets in your top five, which surprised me. I thought, uh, obviously, having the hook, as Pinnacle does, would be advantageous. Uh, but Donnie has them in the middle of the pack. Mo in the middle of the pack. But Brett, you are the highest. You have them in your top five. You're going to be on Fitz this weekend in DFS. Tell me why I am being an anti-Jinx homer. Well, look, the Steelers' offense is great, but their defense stinks. Like I've been talking about Fitzpatrick on pack, podcasts all week. I think the Jets are going to keep pace in this game. I think it's going to be a shootout. And uh, just nothing about the Steelers' defense is inspiring to me. They don't have Shazier this week. And I'm going to score 30-plus in this game. I think it's going to be one of those like 35-31 games. And I, the number, I would love the hook here, obviously. I think this would be in my top three if we did get 7.5. But seven's still plenty for me to feel comfortable. 
how do we not have the hook here? I don't understand. I, I don't think I ever saw this line at less than seven and a half. Because it's steaming towards seven. My seven and a half is minus one seventeen right now on Pinnacle. Probably closes at a stone touchdown. So uh, the Super Contest tries to be predictive with their lines. Technical difficulties, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened this week. I want my fucking rake back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can call Jay Cornegie and <laughs> deal with him. My other pick is just a weird one. Uh, I'm laying the six and a half with the Panthers. Stock couldn't be lower on the Bucks, which is something we and I specifically try to pounce on. But Wait, what, what are you doing here? What do you mean? What is Cam playing? Well, that's the thing. Is I think there's a real chance that Cam plays, uh, and I capped this. Good game. if Cam plays, great. That yeah. idiot is gonna get another concussion. Stop. I capped this game two ways with or without Cam Newton. I had it as minus four with Derek Anderson and minus nine with Cam Newton. Nine and minus nine. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Nine. You're you're absolutely crazy. And what are you laughing at me when I say Cam's going to get another concussion? He's had like three this year. Yeah, he's gotten hurt every single week. Scam is a complete fucking moron. <laughs> Walk across the goal line, idiot. <laughs> no, seriously, that was you know that yeah. was his. That fault. was my franchise quarterback. Yeah. Just, oh man, just reach the ball this, out, man. <laughs> That's They're like lucky. one of those. That's They're one of those. I times. don't own an NFL team. That's one of those times when when you're a teammate and you have to defend your guy because you're his teammate and that's what you do. But behind closed doors, you're like, listen, man, you're a fucking idiot. What are you doing? Yeah. Then you get to the locker room and punch him and give him another concussion. <laughs> I didn't know. Encampale uh, was on a uh, was on the Panthers. Yeah, I just think that uh, the Bucks offense is so limited that they're not in a position to take advantage of the Panthers' greatest weakness, which is their rookie cornerbacks. Uh, You've loved this Bucks team all I, season. I have until I realized that my my love has gone, is one-sided. I haven't been loved back by the Bucks. Jameis continues to make mistakes. He forces the issue, even in spots where there's there's some really annoying spots where, where Jameis is put in a situation where he just needs to ground the ball or, you know, Obviously, try to make a completion, but put it in a spot where it's either catchable or out of bounds or or catchable or on the ground. And he is just, he feels the need to make a play on every play. And I think that's his biggest downfall right now. The Bucks offensive line is a horror show. Uh, I will say that. So Jameis is under pressure all the time to make these plays. So if Doug Martin was in the game and gave them a, a better option on offense and help them balance it out a little bit. I'd be more interested in taking the points with the Bucks, but I think this is a game where the Panthers front seven can control the game uh, and they can have some, some big success. Also wow. the status of, of McCoy is uh, pretty important in this game. I You're think. insane. Yeah, that's concerning. Did not, did uh, not practice yesterday with the calf injury. And uh, when he left on Sunday, uh, I knew our chances of covering went completely out the door. Yeah, that was just it for us. Uh, I thought six and a half would be a fair line with Scam in there. Just because this Carolina team just doesn't look that good. Uh, their defense is 
the pass, I guess, now. Part, so. of, part of me is hedging on the fact that their most recent losses were to two teams that might be tops in the NFC. Vikings, obviously, and yeah, Falcons uh, could be really, really good. Uh, yeah, but the fact that they weren't even competitive in those games is pretty concerning. Uh, I just figured this one was basically a free roll where if he doesn't play, you're getting a bunch of free points here. Uh, all right, last lone wolf. Speaking of great defense and the Vikings, Donnie has the Vikings laying the minus six and a half. He's got it low, though, so nothing to really stand on a table about. Uh, what are your thoughts here, DP? I mean, it's low because I, you know, I there's a bunch of things that I just don't like. The points are pretty high. I'm just not that willing to just, you know, go all in on the Vikings. All of a sudden, they just decided to, you know, realize that, yeah, the Vikings are much better than than people have thought. So we're going to hang six and a five here. And then you got the, you know, 76% of the public is on the Vikings. It, I mean, it's still Sam Bradford. You know, I, if, if I'm going to pick this game, man, this is the reason why I kept it low. I'm just going to pick the side, which I think is the far superior team, which I think are the Vikings here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have too much to say here overall. Uh, Mo had the Texans as his lowest selection. I had them as my second lowest. Just feels like the right side. But Brett, you've got uh, your Houston Texans. You're back on the bandwagon in your top five. Sans J.J. Watt. What are you liking about Houston here? Against yeah, your man, boy look, Zimmer, too. too. But this is just not a team I want laying six and a half. They haven't scored more than 25 points in a game this season. I don't see them getting there this week either. And if that's the case... They're not going to cover six and a half. So, yeah, I like the Texans here. Even yeah, though that's that the place tiebreaker is... for me is the total. Yes, it's forty-one. It's tough to cover a number like that on a total of forty-one against a team that I still think is pretty good. So that's I think that's too much. How many uh, how many fouls on uh, Trey Wayne's this week? Is there a line? Do they set a line for that each week? <laughs> he, he's really taken the Richard Sherman approach of just foul on every play and make them call it on you. But unfortunately, Trey Waynes has Waynes on the back of his jersey and not Sherman. So he does get flagged every play. And he's also not good. Yeah. All right. Time to reveal the card. Run through the Lone Wolves real quick. Uh, I've got Panthers and Steelers. Donnie's got the Vikings. Brett has the Bills. Mo has the Ravens <laughs> and the Broncos. Time for the card. You know the first two already. The Browns plus 10 at home over the Patriots and the Cowboys plus one at home against the Bengals. The home dog trend continues with our third pick. Yes! You know what that music means. Yeah, I know what this means. There are card-carrying card members descending upon Detroit, Michigan. We need Illum here. I'll say that. <laughs> For the Lions we plus three. We are not three. covering without Illum. <laughs> Against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Brett, this is a oh, consensus no. pick. <laughs> Brett, you're the lowest. <laughs> At a one. <laughs> so not really a consensus. This is a coin flipper for Brett. Uh, give us your concerns. Give us your concerns first and foremost. 
uh, I I've never had a game where I just had no clue what this is. Just I want nothing to do with this game. This is scary as hell. Because the Eagles might actually be really, really good. They might be. The Eagles might be the best team in the league. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, legitimately. Oh my God. Best team in the league off a of bye <laughs> with John L. Wentz, a quarterback. The whole. Haven't allowed a passing touchdown all year. Yeah, they're the best. They could be the best, but that is exactly why I am in love with Detroit as home dogs. This is how much the NFL amuses me. And how much it changes week to week. Last week, Detroit were road favorites by a field goal. And then the next week, they're home dogs by a field goal. Uh, Those are two massive extremes. And of course, the correct answer is always somewhere in the middle. We were on the right side last week in fading them as uh, road favorites. And hopefully, again, uh, this game should be closer to a pick. um, Or at least maybe even the Lions being favored here. Yeah, I capped this at one. Uh, and we're trying to, uh, we're trying to be the Detroit whispers over here. I love it. I'm, I, I'm a love it. I love it. We're three and O or two and O on three and O on Detroit games. Yeah. I we think got, Detroit just comes out guns blazing. Got them against the Colts and pack and we faded them against the bears. 21% on our side. 79. I do love that. 79%. Love people lining up to bet on rookie quarterback on the road. Home, a uh, road favorite. Carson Wentz is scary. Right. Make, make Wentz win. All right. Another dog. Our first road team on the card. Mo, can you guess who it is? I think it's the Titans. <laughs> nope. Mo, I think guess? it's the Bears. Mo, can you guess who it is? I think it's, it's not the Giants. The Giants. The G Man. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we're going against the goat coming off a bye, guys. Goat at home coming off a bye. We're doing it. Uh, we're doing it. I love it. This is Come on, the Lions move, we get the hook. The Lions moved back to seven. Lions I know. Lions move the- over sixty percent are on the Packers. Come on, Mo, buy in. Let's go. Sam Shields I'll that game for Beckham. Sam Shields only reason I took the Giants. Sam Shields not playing due to a concussion. This is OBJ for two hundred, right? I capped this at Packers minus eight and a half. <sighs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I pa- you know what but- you know what's funny? I capped it at ten. <laughs> I had to take the Giants when it because it's down to seven, and that's just such an important hook we're getting off off the market. But man, I mean, everything in me tells me the Giants has to be the right side, especially because. Wait, Rich, you capped this at ten? Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, I, what honor? And I have I, the Giants at a three, <laughs> three. They're they're in my top five at seven and a half. I am so confused. The, the biggest thing for <laughs> me on this. No sense. <laughs> The Don't biggest question thing for me on this game is is that 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 Lions game that we had against the Packers. That's we've, what I mean. This is the same thing, right? We've yeah, we've seen the Packers come out, go up huge on teams, and just take their foot off the gas. We know Mike McCarthy loves to run the ball, so 
as soon as they go up two scores, they're going to start running the ball. We just need Eli to get us through the back door here. Or just score with them. This is a back door waiting to happen. I think the Giants stink. But the public thinks they're even worse because of what they saw on Monday night against what, honestly, we're joking about the Eagles, but the Vikings are right now. It's pretty clear that they're the most complete team in the NFC, if not the entire NFL, and they were at home. But in this situation where the Packers are much more of a a public team than the Vikings and the Giants, again, coming off that horrific loss, I, I think we're getting value in the number here a little bit, even though I think the Packers should be infinite favorites. <laughs> I just, just what feel, are you doing? It just feels like the yeah, right I'm side. So I had it less than a touchdown, so I'll balance out Rich. Feels like the right side, even though I, I, I honestly capped no, it. I didn't blame it. I don't understand what you're doing here. So when I cap it, I don't you capped it at 10. I don't cap it as what I would set the line as. If oh, okay. if I were looking for even action on both sides, I cap it as what I think Vegas is going to do so if it's so in that case if if it's off from where i cap it then my alarm bells really go off because i'm like why aren't they thinking what i think they should be thinking so that's my methodology as wonky as it is let's get to our final team on the card brett shouted it during uh our little guessing game there do you remember what you shouted, Brett? Yeah, Bears. The Bears. Plus the four and a half against Indianapolis. I'm just going to say this. The Colts chose to not take a bye after the London game. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to walk That away. is the dumbest decision I think I've ever heard an NFL franchise make. Mo, you're the lowest on the There's Bears. No reasonable explanation. What are you thinking? Uh, I think this is a fair line. Um, the Colts aren't better than the Bears. I don't. Where, where, are, you, where are you guys seeing value here? I, the, this line looks exactly where I thought it would be. Uh, this, we know this indie team stinks. Um, but this Bears defense is about as bad as they come. I do like what I see in what I expect these coaches to be doing, Chuck Pagano in particular, since he's terrible. Um, I think they're going to pass way too much here. And uh, the Bears are an absolute horror show against the run, and you just got to run straight on these guys. And if you can't run straight on these guys, you can run into some trouble. And that's what happened to the Lions. Uh, They couldn't run straight because they can't run the ball at all. So at plus Illum was just too much to overcome. But uh, I think the Colts do have the capability of running the ball a little bit. Frank Gore still looks somewhat alive. I just don't think they're going to do it. And but I don't think they're, they're going to do it, yeah. I think a well-coached team would bounce back from a tough loss like that, mo- like most professional teams do. And unfortunately, for the indie organization, they're not a well-coached team. Uh, I think they're really going to feel the effects of the long trip, I mean, nine hours 
is yeah, dope. All four of us have traveled abroad. Nine okay. hours. Nine we hours. Know what that shit does to you. It's a direct. Man, it takes like m- multiple days to recover from that. It legitimately is nine hours direct flight from Indianapolis to London. And I don't think, unless they're chartering some special plane, I don't think a, a direct flight from Indianapolis, I'm sure they are, from Indianapolis to, to London even exists. So I don't understand the thinking there in not opting to take the buy. Uh, and I think that I think that's going to have serious effects on the outcome of this game. So that's the card. I guys. love it. Well, one, I love it real quick because we're run, almost in an hour here, and I got to get to work. Uh, why aren't the Raiders on the card, guys? I don't want anything to do with that game. They're not. A, they're Mine not. Looks fair to me. Do you do you think they're only a half point better than the Chargers? You are the most insane person on the planet. What? The entire the two guys who were right. shouting about how good right just carrying just just dressing yeah, up like you, those idiots you... in the black hole and walking to Starbucks and and ordering coffees and scaring people like clowns dressed like the black and silver and all of a sudden you don't think they're more than a half point better than the Chargers at home? What is that? When, when you don't believe in the Chargers is when they cover. Always, I wanted to love the Raiders here. But every time I thought about it, I'm just like, this is just going to be a shootout anyway. And no matter how much better they are, the Chargers just need to keep pace here, similar to the Jets. Um, yeah, and the I Jets, think, Jets can keep pace as seven-point dogs. This is a half point. This is uh, three and a half this points. This like a backdoor cover waiting to happen, too. Raiders up 10 late. Phillip Rivers just slinging. Uh, I don't feel confident that this Oakland defense can, I don't know, mount a stop against Rivers. But, you know, I I am the one who just consistently thinks the Chargers are atrocious. No Perriman, no Verrett. But every week they come out and and just compete, and they're right there. No Verrett. Possibly no. They lost their best player. Possibly no Dunlap. If the Raiders are a good NFL team, not, not great, good. If they are above average, they win this game by double digits. Period. I'm with you, man. So, if if the they... one I'm surprised about is the Titans. I'll be honest. What are you? T- I definitely thought you guys. Most, everyone. Most, we know Donnie. We know Donnie had the Titans in his top five. Most public dog of the week. He's always got one. Donnie had the Dolphins. I had the Dolphins. Brett. The only Whoa. other one with the Titans. Tony had the Dolphins. What? Yeah, I'm blown away right now. <laughs> right side. I had the Dolphins, was... although I, I, I did I did flip-flop back and forth. I flip-flopped because of the friggin' hurricane. I was like, okay, if this game is just a giant shit show, you know, in a wet mess of a field, I'm going to go with the better running game. And I like DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry over whatever the hell the Dolphins are trotting out there in the running game. Titans horror show. Uh, Mariota not good at quarterback. He'll be out of the league soon. Uh, Dolphins roll show here. How about that? Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. They take the ball from goal to goal, like no they one's don't do ever anything seen. with the damn ball. Here's the Come card: on, man. Browns plus this ten and a half. This is a sharp card. Browns plus ten and a half, Cowboys plus one, Lions plus three, Giants plus seven and a half, Bears plus four and a half. The underdog is growling. If you want to follow these guys on Twitter, you can do so at Brett Colson, C O L L S O N, at Donnie Peters, Donnie underscore Peters. 
that is. Uh, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Best of luck in all your betting ventures. We really need to get above 500. See you next week.